Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise matured sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgerby. Speak your word, Lord. 
spirit of grace spirit of counsel and might spirit of knowledge and wisdom let the teaching spirit the spirit of truth be released manifest yourself Lord bring revival set us on fire touch us Lord touch us name of Jesus hallelujah all right can we put our hands together for Jesus hallelujah all right so I'm glad to be here amen right so um last week what, what did i talk about I, I was talking about the revelation of jesus is that not it last two weeks the, the the revelation of jesus is that not it all right so um and i could only talk about the verse one of revelation chapter one the verse one of revelation chapter one when i got to him i was asking the lord i said hey if we are going to move this verse by verse when are we going to finish when are we going to finish? Then that means that by next year we, we wouldn't have even finished, though. What do you think? Yeah, because even chap- the truth is that even the chapter one, verse one, I didn't exhaust it. So today I'll start from there. Wow. <laughs> I left some two things. In fact, I left plenty of things. But I want us to, I want to see if we can finish the whole of chapter one today. Okay? Because what's happening right is that I was telling the man of God that. I'm trying to do a book study but if I'm not very careful we'll, we'll go at a very slow pace so I'm co- going to combine the book study with a topical study are you getting what I'm trying to say so as I'm teaching chapter 1 like after chapter 1 like this I'm going to go into the seven churches okay so that's a topical study and then I'll give you uh, a background to all that is happening okay and why uh, that and now tackle the church after the church and now they show you the implication what Jesus meant what he meant what he was meaning and what I mean what he meant what is meaning what is meaning and what he's expecting are you are you getting what I'm trying to say yeah you see if you are born again sometimes we feel like the if you ask somebody who is born again fresh to read the bible he normally doesn't know where to start from is it true all right and usually we recommend the book of the book of john because we feel like when you read the book of john you begin to love jesus you begin to but the truth is that if you want somebody to be very strong in the lord like me okay one of the things that concreted my foundations okay was the book of revelation and i remember very well when i got born again the topic that was being treated was the seven trumpets. The seven trumpets. They said, oh, you're wood. Nah. It's, it was wild. And Dr. Pearl was the one doing, d- dealing with that matter. The seven trumpets. And I, I don't remember forgetting it. When I got, I caught the fire of God and I stepped outside to preach the gospel. The only message I knew was the seven trumpets. And that was why I went to prophesy that 1997. 
Jesus is coming. Because when I calculate, like, many things, yeah, you know, that, that shows that I was a babe. I'm sure Jesus will be sitting up there, he'll be smiling, like, look at this boy. Me, Karo, you know where I'm coming. You, you are here on earth here. You got born again two weeks ago, you know when I'm coming. Hey! He was looking at me. I'm sure I was so funny to him. I preached what preach. It was a what message. Like people were crying too. <laughs> you don't know. I was preaching and people were crying. And I was telling them, hey, 1997, Jesus will come. Jesus, will, Jesus is coming in 1997. Baby Christian, I got born again in 1994. Eh? And so I'm, I'm just adding. You <laughs> Right now, I'm standing here. I'm wondering whether I'm in heaven or I'm on earth. <laughs> because right now, we are in some 2000 something. <laughs> I've come to pass a long time. Hey. The Bible says God makes meaning out of the foolishness of our preaching. And I'm telling you, by this preaching, strangely, you see, that's why you should not quick condemn people. By this preaching, a whole prayer fellowship was established on the campus there. And I'm talking about Hector here. And every break time, I was praying with people. We're expecting the coming of the Lord. Maranatha. <laughs> he cometh. Kai. And I'll be preaching them. The seven trumpets. Explaining the seven trumpets. The first angel. The second angel. The third angel. The fourth angel. The fifth angel. And they were quiet. Charlie, realize that. Hey. I don't know if you got into the seven. They were quiet. So I realized that it's not like they were afraid of, like they were convicted. So I realized that I've realized that the, the book of Revelation, if you can explain or you can read it, okay, it will help your faith. Because it is a consummation. The book of Revelation is actually the consummation of the gospel. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's the consummation of the gospel. Hallelujah. So today we are just going to continue from wherever we ended and then we will see. So don't see the book of Revelation. Last week I told you that it's not something to threaten you but it's something to equip you, to prepare you, to set you on fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're a believer and you don't have knowledge about the book of Revelation, you have a problem. Because that's the only book in the Bible that has a promise that when you read me, you'll be blessed. The only book that has that boldness to say, if you read me, you'll be blessed. If you listen to somebody who is reading me, he said, you'll be blessed. So don't you think we have to read it? So tonight we are going to read it. So that the reader will be blessed and then the hearer will also be blessed. Hallelujah. The Old Testament is actually Christ in prophecy. The Old Testament is actually what? Christ in prophecy. Everything in the Old Testament was actually prophesying about Christ. Everything. Everything. From creation, whatever, when Abel was being crushed, when sacrifices were offered, when Abraham was going to slaughter Isaac, everything was actually a dramatic prophecy of Jesus Christ. Are you following? Everything. Everything. The Bible says that these are the shadows of things what? 
to come. And then the gospel, when we talk about the gospel, I'm talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and this is Christ in history. The gospel is what? Christ in history. Jesus Christ in history. It's yes, you know, backwasemankazangazane gospel no. So David can say that the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. <laughs> Make your enemies thy fools too. And then Jesus came to prophesy, I mean, came to fulfill that. That they have been given a name and been given a seat at the right hand side of the Father. So the Old Testament is Christ in prophecy. The gospel is Christ in what? In history. And the acts of the apostles is actually Christ in the church. Christ in the church. So when we talk about the church, we are talking about the saved ones, the ecclesia. Talking about the ecclesia, the saved ones. Okay? And the book of Acts is actually the manifestation or the demonstration of Christ in the church. When Jesus is in the church, what is expected? How it's expected? What is seen? Hallelujah. So we look at people like Paul being bitten by a snake and then he shakes the snake into fire. Why? Because the ecclesia cannot die. The ecclesia is a dead, resurrected entity. And anything that has died and resurrected cannot die again. Pastor, what about Lazarus? I'll tell you why. I'll show you the difference between Lazarus and Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody who has died and resurrected, okay, cannot die again. If he dies again, it wasn't resurrection. Resurrection swallows death. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the book of Acts is actually Christ in what? In the church. So we can we can just be in a meeting and the Bible says none lacked any good thing. None of us lacked anything. Why? The love of God was just flowing. Everybody was fine. They shared fellowship. They broke bread together. We prayed. There were signs and wonders, miracles. Right now, even the anointing, anointing keke has become a battle for pastors. To the extent that if, if we get a, if we get, we will kill another pastor so that we can collect his anointing. That's where we have got into. I'm telling you. And because we cannot kill, if, if we can kill to have the anointing, I'm telling you like a lot of pastors will kill other pastors. So that they can have the anointing. But because you cannot kill and have the anointing, rather, we choose to rather want to destroy you. So that your distractions will bring you low. And then I will look tall. But it is two ways to look tall. Okay? It is either somebody goes down and you will stand tall. Or you will choose a new height and climb up and look tall. And the second one is the better. Are you getting me? So I don't need to destroy you so that now I, I stand out and I look like, oh yeah, I'm Ogboro and those things. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. When Christ is in the church, even a pantry man called Philip can enjoy the spirit's transportation. When Christ is in the church, when you, when you, are, when you fall into Bremu, when you fall into Bremu, you don't know how to swim. Ha! Huh? You hear a voice saying that an angel appeared to me today and said, none of you shall perish. And the Bible says that the ship sank everything they had got lost but just as paul said nobody lost his life when christ is in the church so the book of acts 
is Christ in the church. Hallelujah. That men will be passing and then shadows will be healing. That is when Christ is in the church. We saw in the Bible that a woman touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. Okay? And the woman was healed. Never again did Jesus ever said, when you see me coming, touch my hem, touch my garment, touch my hem. Like today you go to certain churches and we have institutionalized certain manifestations and making people put their faith in them. Making people put their faith in them that say, one far a friend is saying, lemon healing. It's not Christ in church. This is not it. This is not it. Amen. Amen. And one day a man of God was telling me, and because the Bible says that we are the salt of the world, I said, if we are the salt of the world, we don't need the salt again. So why should I bring another salt? If I'm, I'm salt enough to sort anything. What is that? Do I have to bring another salt before you? No, you don't need another salt. He was trying to convince me. I said, look, I don't want anybody to put his faith in any item. Since I got born again, I have never, ever, never, ever, never, ever. If there is anything that I put my faith in, communion, I believe it. Because Jesus, my Lord, told me I should do it in remembrance of him. And it is working what? Wonders. As I stand here, I've given communion to an HIV patient person and the virus died from the body. It's working wonders. Even our crowd, we have not bottled it to sell it until you know, Yesu Moja or whatever. Hey, Jesus himself, that, that, how much is a pint of blood right now? That now we are selling certain things and certain this thing. Look, we need to, the, tr- the problem is that the teachers of the word of God, the word of truth, are quiet. And that is why all these things are happening. The Bible says that for some years, Elijah was quiet. And the people, Elijah can't do it. Toilet. I get me. So where the people who must speak the truth, the men of truth, are absent. People would eat nasty things. But the day Elijah spoke, tomorrow by this time, ah, the following day, there were a lot of wheat and there were a lot of them. So some true men of God must rise up. Stop. When you rise up, one of the strategies the devil is also doing is that when he raises, when he sees a man of God rising up, he normally doesn't, you know, he can't fight you to fall, to do this, to do that, to do that. But you know what he does? He will let you focus on that man or on that ministry that is and that erroneous ministry that is causing havoc in the system. And then you begin to, all your preaching is about condemning that one and condemning that one. And it's a waste of time. Don't you ever rise up and say, ah, I'm going to condemn Pastor uh, AKG, uh, Pastor Bububra, Pastor, no, no, no. I didn't know Forget about the Ephraim. Teach what Unim say Ephraim. Focus. Let men judge for themselves what is true. When light appears, darkness cannot comprehend. No matter the darkness in the minds of men, when true light comes, we see that this is light. This is light. Ah, one thing. They were feeling some way when Jesus was walking with them. Why? Because Jesus is the true light. Amen. Amen. And when you see the truth, can't you see? Ah, Pilate's wife said something. He said, I can't tell, but when I see it, I know it. <laughs> I know it. Pilate, you know, I confused. 
So don't let the enemy waste your energy. Are you getting one, Ransay? Don't let the enemy waste your energy. And be chasing people and be saying that and be saying that I said leave them. Leave them. Many many people are frustrated, though. Many people are frustrated. Many people are frustrated. One day a man of God said that. Now he has decided to do the ministry proper. I said, so earlier, what were you doing? And he was very popular in this town. Very popular. So he was called, they used to call him Akwanchija. That's Akwanchija. Let me further of direction. It was all over. Biak everywhere. Now he said he's going to do the team proper. So I was like, so earlier, on, what were you doing? One day he met me behind there. You know what he told me? He said, what they said, man, I'm sorry now, yeah. He told me straight that if you are not born again, don't come to his church. He, does, he doesn't have time for born again. Or no matter spiritual direction. Maybe my spiritual direction. I do. I was so there at Nakandi Eden or the canoe. Few years later, I was you are feeling the ministry correct. Same person. So they knew they were not doing it correct. Oh. But they defend it with all their strength and their energy. We have been around. Uh, we have been around. Stable, quiet, pushing, rise, down, left, right. But we are still moving. Would you clap for Jesus for this? We are still moving. Step, step, step. You can't kill truth. You can't kill truth. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. The epistle is actually Christ in experience. The epistle is actually what? Christ in experience. Wow. The epistle is actually Christ in experience. And then, revelation is Christ in coming glory. The name revelation means apocalypse or apocalypse. Revelation means Christ in coming what? Glory. Hallelujah. So the whole thing is about Jesus, the Christ. You have to understand it. Amen. And the book of Revelation, like you were told, we all understood last week that it was written by the uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit through John. Amen. And uh, we know John was the, the, the disciple that Jesus loved so much. That's what it is believed. And this book was written in 95 A.D. 95 A.D. As far as then. And he wrote this book on an island called Patmos. Patmos. Let me use Patmos. And Patmos was actually a prison island. Yesterday I was watching one of the, one of the most terrible prisons in, in the world. And that one is located on an island. And that prison, you can break away. That small prison has about 700 uh, cameras in that small prison. And it's, on, it's located on a small island. So even if you break away from the prison, you have to now cross the sea to the next land. And that is very far like from here to across. Can you see Amen. So that place, by the time you say you are gone, oh, they will fire you. They'll finish you. So I was watching. Now I was thinking, 
So if I was in that place, like, what would I do? So you have to think, oh, I was thinking, ah, so what would I do? Like, what would I do? What, how would I break through the camera system and then open the gate? Okay, now I'm free, I'm out. So how do I go? So John was taken to a prison on island Patmos. And where he was, why did John go through this? He went through this for the sake of the word of God. For the sake of the word of God. He was banished to preach the gospel, but John said no. John was putting in the hot oil. He got out of it, came back to preach. Ah, they said this guy, no, 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 no. So they went to throw him there, like die. And that place is like a wild wilderness, like wild wilderness, wild animals are there. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the book of uh, Revelation, there are three ways that you can interpret. You must look at the book of Revelation to get understanding. And please, everybody should should know this. And this is the reason why. This is the reason why many pastors. You can be in a church and for like ten years, no, a pastor will never quote a, a, a scripture from the book of Daniel. And then uh, your friends, the book of Revelation, they don't go there. They don't go there. Some pastors have never preached from Nahum. They have never preached from Nahum before. Yeah. They don't even know that there's a, a, a book in the Bible called Nahum. Hallelujah. Number one method of interpretation of the book of Revelation is that you must look at the book of Revelation allegorically. Allegory. Somebody say allegory. <laughs> you must look at the book of Revelation allegorically. When I talk about allegorically, I'm talking about the fact that when you read the verse, the verse number one, it said the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant. Now the word signify there shows that this book is not just opened signified means that if I want to talk about handkerchief, if I want to talk about handkerchief, eh, I may use something to represent the handkerchief. So, I will code it. We call it coding. So, he said that he signified me that he placed quotes, parables, or said it in metaphors, similes. Are you getting what I'm going to say? Said it in, so it's not just like you see the lamp of God. The lamp of God. So by all means, you are going to see a lamp. Hey! The, the lion of the dragon. The lion is in heaven. He signified it. So the whole book, everything, everything about the book is coded. And the interpretation can never come from anywhere. Every single interpretation is in the Bible. Every single, and as we are going, you will enjoy, I'm telling you, by the time we finish, you will enjoy the whole Bible. You will enjoy the whole Bible. Everything is coded. So look at it allegorically. When you take the Bible and you are reading, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angels. Now you look at it and you realize that even in the book of Revelation, 
over 77 times or 76 times uh, God made use of angels in just the book of Revelation which stands to reason that in this end time one of the ministries that will be very predominant is angelic ministries there's going to be a lot of what angelic ministry the reason why there's going to be a lot of angelic ministries because they are actually the reapers I see they're actually the what? The reapers. And the harvest, he said, lift up your eyes and see. The field is what? It's white. So the field is white. That means that it is harvest time. And if it is harvest time, there must be reapers. So there are going to be a release of angels. A lot of angels all over. Everywhere. Everywhere. When you go to Pakistan right now, Pakistan, Jesus is taking over. Yeah. Jesus is taking over some radical missionaries. Some medical, young medical doctors have gone there. Bombarding their place everywhere. India. It's happening. China, even China. It's happening. The reapers are everywhere. Angelic activities are everywhere. Strange things are happening. And people are not able to tell what happened. How did I come out? How was I saved? How... There are a lot of angelic ministrations going on in, uh, in, in, in this uh, end time. In this end time. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that he sent what? His angel to send the message to his servant. And the message was signified. So get it clear. The other number two way to look at the book of uh, Revelation is historical. Historical. It, it is always believed that the book of Revelation is talking about things to come. That is what is, is always believed. That the book of Revelation is talking about what? Things to come. But actually, the book of Revelation does not only speak about things to come. There are things that the Bible talks about from the book of Revelation that had already done what? Happened. Are you getting it? Now, get this. Whatever had happened in the past, okay, that the book of Revelation has spoken about, actually, is actually a dramatized prophecy. I say it's actually a word. A dramatized word. Prophecy. <laughs> I wish I can get, I can remember some example and then put it before you. When I remember one, I will just let you know. It's actually a dramatized prophecy. Which is speaking of something in the now or in the tomorrow. Hallelujah. Every believer must be well versed in the book of Revelation. It's the truth. It doesn't bring any fear to you. It rather released faith. A lot of faith. A lot of faith into you. Where we are right now, it is not time for Akwanchere and those things. We are not in that era. We, have, we are not in that era. But he told us, didn't he? He told us it will happen. That in the, there will be a lot of false teachers. Even he said it that there will be false brethren. The Bible said it. He said there will be false brethren. <laughs> that means that we are not going to have only false prophets. We are not going to have only false apostles. We are not going to have only false teachers. They are going to also be false church members. Right now, all that people are talking about is ah, aso for aba, aso for aba, aso for aso aba, aso for aso aba. 
Because people are making the whole thing look like it is only false pastors and false teachers. The Bible says there shall be false brethren. Look for that scripture for me. False brethren. Let me read it for you. Then you see that they were once, they are also part of the church. They are false brethren as though they are, they are with you. Then they are killing you. They are not, they are not, they are not proper at all. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Hmm. One day I was watching a story. Well, probably, I'm, I'm sure it, could, it should be a, a true story. Where a fox, a, a, a wolf, actually went into the company of uh, 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 dogs, precisely shepherd, shepherds. And you know, the shepherds and the wolves, they look, but wolves have certain way. And worrying, come on. But they run in who say, there's a wolf like, that's a false brethren. False brethren. Yeah. You have it. He said, and that because of false word. Hey. Look at how he says so. Because of false brethren, unawares brought in. When we went for evangelism, we brought some of them in. That's why I born again. One day, hey, one of the one of the times I'm so scared for my church members is when we are going out. Hey, I pray, oh, especially I pray for the ladies. Pray. Because sometimes, if you're not very careful, the person you're going to win will win you. You realize that, hey, one day I was somewhere, I was in Tema. So I think I was having a waiting or something. And we're going on the evangelism. Kai, then I had I was sleeping, I had a vision. I had a vision. I mean, I don't sleep in the afternoon. So to sleep in the afternoon and have a vision in the afternoon. I had a vision and I saw a church member ah, in another guy's room. And I saw the guy, and I saw that the guy was a guy I spoke to the Sunday before I left. I said, immediately I picked the phone and I called, hey, where are you? <laughs> I'm in the Methodist school. Ah, then inside the, inside me, inside me. You know that thing? Wasn't correct at all. Then later I called again. I said, hey, you saw what did he say? I said, the light inside of me says that what you are saying is not true. I said, listen, I would never, I said to you, I said, I would never for once believe you against the spirit within. I believe the spirit within. You are not there. At the end of the day, she was in there. She was where the, I, the same guy I saw in my dream. That same place. That was where he, she was. Wow. So he's, that, that was a false brethren. Pateku. I said, as for this soul, even if he, he wants to go to hell, leave him. Leave this soul, let him go. Hey! <laughs> if you know your false brethren here, I beg, repent, oh. Because fire is coming now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. False brethren. That, and, and that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage 
So the focus is that where we have been saved from, they want to bring us back there. So once you were into certain slavery of last, by the time you realize the person has brought you back there. That is why it's not everybody in the church that can be your friend. The person, don't you see that person is carnal? He, she is not spiritual. Why are you playing around the person? Why are you? You don't do that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You don't do that. Didn't you read the Bible says that he that walks with the wise shall grow what? So you are working with a kind of person. Show me your friend. Let me show you your character. So you have to be very, very careful. So, so it is only false prophets we have. I'm sure today, this is the first time somebody has seen it. Is that not it? Yeah. We have false church members, false brethren. They are also there. So we don't always see pastors. Pastor, suspect. Amen. The third way to look at the to look at the, 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 the book of Revelation is literal. You must look at it literal or prophetic or futuristic. You must look at it as, as something that has been said. This thing is supposed to come to pass. Now, when you have these three spectacles, when you are reading the book of Revelation, okay, when you have these three spectacles, you will get things very right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, the book of Revelation is actually meant to help us understand the signs of the times. Are you getting it? The signs of the times. It has, it's supposed to... But Jesus spoke about something in Matthew 16, the verse number 3. He said, And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red. And lowering, Oh, ye hypocrites! Ye can descend the face of the sky. But can ye not descend the signs of the times? That means that it is difficult to descend the signs of the time. But one of the ways that Jesus is helping us is to show us through the book of Revelation. Actually, when you look into the Bible, I don't know whether I told you, when you look into the Bible, we speak about the epistles of Paul. Is that not it? We can talk, we talk about that of John. We talk about whatever. The letters that Paul wrote. But apart from the pieces of Paul, there is another epistle, seven epistles, which is the major and most respected, must be the most respected epistle, but a lot of Christians don't know. That Jesus Christ has an epistle. He also wrote part of the Bible. Jesus wrote part of the Bible. The Bible said that when you read the book of Revelation, he said he wrote it as a letter to the seven churches. In what? Asia Minor. He wrote letters. So the way Paul was writing letters from the prison, Paul was writing to the church of so and so, Ephesians church, and the Corinthian church, the Thessalonica church, the this, this, this. Jesus also wrote it to the church of Philadelphia, to the church of Pergamos, to the church of Simna. He wrote to them, Titeria. So these are also epistles that Jesus himself, the Lord and Savior, our God, he wrote letter and sent it. Send the letter through John. The same way Paul could write and send it through Timothy and send it through other people and get it to the, the people. The same way Jesus wrote and send it through John. He said, take it to the church of Philadelphia. Tell them, I know their works. 
take the church of Ephesus and tell them, I know they are they are forgotten their first love. Tell them, tell them, and today I'm going to show you certain things. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how Jesus introduced himself before letting them know his introduction. Dear, uh, 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 dear my sweetheart, the seven colors of the rainbow has given me the pleasure to write this, to scribble this let this uh, letters onto this. Hey, you have terms. Jesus also has a way he wrote his introduction. I cannot forget that you are the only mosquito that is allowed into my net. The apple, hey, vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a text message. Send me a text message. And I want to bet your letter, Mama. Even post office boss, you are forgotten the address. Do you remember? You don't remember? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that this church, you have a post office boss? Your letter has never passed there. Ah, only admission letter. Finish. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So that is also a, a letter that Jesus wrote. Now listen to this. He says that the revelation of the, I'm still at the verse one. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And that is also another issue of uh, contention that I want to solve. Things which must shortly do what come to pass. The Greek translation of that particular phrase. It's not like people have been saying that hey, That term, the Greek translation is not like in duration. He's, he's, he's talking about suddenness. Quickly. That means that when the situation, the event starts, it will be too fast for you to have opportunity to do anything. But not as in when he died and when we're saying it. No, 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 no. That's not it. So the moment the seventh trumpet begins to sound, it will be too fast. Pa, 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 pa. And by the time you realize, hey, oh, for that, forgive me. It is like the rapture. By the time you say that, hey, Lord, I'm, hey, one thing about, I'll get there. We'll talk a little about it today and then we'll move on. One thing about it is that you will not even hear the rapture in such a way that it's not like the, the, the third coming of the Lord. The third coming says, oh, I shall see him. The rapture there. It is only ears that shall hear. Eyes will not see him. Only ears. Hey. And it is not every ear. It is the ears of them that have faithfully stayed for the Lord. The Bible says there shall be a, the, the trumpet shall sound. So, it is not everybody that will hear, but everybody will see that people are getting lost. Pew, 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 pew. You can just imagine your first time going to the United States and your pilot is gone. <laughs> what will happen to your aeroplane? Many things. CNN will have a lot of news. Uh, BBC will have a lot of news. Jazeera will have a lot of news. Many, have you seen God, how God has allowed Media House to be plenty? He's waiting for that day. That day you realize that community FM is giving them plenty of news. Don't be happy when you're having news, oh. Be sad if you're the one that's giving the news because it means that you are, fle- you are left here. <laughs> Don't be happy. Oh, Pastor Kodi, I my first one, no. My first one. Oh, I will give the chat to you. I'll leave you. I'll leave it for you. Take it. Yeah, I'm going pay Bishop Pache. Pastor Kodi, so not necessarily soon, but when it does happen, it will happen quickly 
and sudden. That is why the Bible says that what? Things which must shortly come to pass. So, it's an, it's an event which is going to happen in a short while. Then, we are done. Then, I had to say, uh, you know, uh, gift. You understand it? Sometimes there are some gifts. When you press it and it's playing, the, more it's be- the time that it's becoming exciting, that's when it ends. You don't know what I'm talking I'm talking about, okay, let me use emoji. And now, Kai. I'm talking about GIF. GIF. Eh? The one on your phone that will be sending to you, then you open it. And then as the person is laughing, and you're about to laugh something, then the person stops. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. So if you have any preparation, you see, this is why the suddenness, eh? the quickness in its occurrence is the reason why the Lord Jesus is giving us pre-information. So all this coronavirus thing that is happening, they are not really part of the revelation occurrence. So. No, 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 it's not. A tr- I'm telling you, it's not part of it. These are birth pants. When you read the book of Matthew 26, the things that are written there, those are like these things that we are seeing, uh, CD running away, this one, economic issue. These are things that are prompting us that re- the book of Revelation is about to unfold. Are you, are you getting blessed? Are you waking up? So as believers, okay, the Bible says, as for the sons of Issachar, they understood the times. And there, were, there was no battle that they lost. Every battle they fought, they won. You see, it is wisdom for you to have understanding of times and seasons. Because it instructs your manifestation. It instructs your behavior, your attitude. But if you don't understand the times, you don't understand the season. If you are quote, quote, you know, what's a willing quote? No quote. Because oh, for the frabuchiraba, it's any frabuchiraba. The essay oche. Maybe this is you know, a genie dark space. No, 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 oba. You don't understand the times. Summer, it is not for quotes. I say, if you have an understanding of the times, it will instruct your what? Your manifestation. To determine your experiences. Yeah. So you need to, as a believer, you must understand. You have to, I think it is time for us to begin to start looking at reading the book of Revelation. Maybe from next, 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 next year. From next year. Yeah. Next year is our, our year of prayer and the word. So as a whole church, our concentration is going to just be there. Come share now the Amen. 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 So we have understood that there are going to be a lot of angelic word manifestation that is done. Let's go move to the verse number two. Revelation chapter one, the verse number two. We are about to rush, so be ready. You're about to move very, very, very fast. I'm surprised some of you are not writing. <laughs> we will get to a place you see that even Jesus went to John and told John, John, write. You are sitting there, you are looking at me. We'll get there. I will tell you, write. <laughs> because at the point, Jesus was talking and John was like, and when he saw, how can you see a lamp on a throne and still write? You'll be shocked. Like, would it be full class? What's wrong? 
The Jesus where they my friend, write, write, don't forget yourself, write, write the things you see. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's amazing. This book is very interesting. He said, Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that we he saw? Now, so you realize that the book of Revelation is actually the testimony of what? Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ. Which is also the spirit of what? Prophecy. So the book of Revelation is also a book of what? Prophecy. Verse number three. He said, Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear it. So this evening, blessed is me. I am blessed because I am the one reading. I'm reading to you. And then he said, and they that hear. So this evening, you are the hearer. You are the blessed hearer. It's amazing. And when you look into the Bible, the book of Revelation, you see, in Matthew chapter 5, we have the Beatitudes. In the book of Revelation, we have seven Beatitudes. And this one is the first one. And it is the major. Without this one, you cannot enjoy the others. We have seven beatitudes. Blessed is the meek. Blessed is the blessed. In the book of Revelation, this one is also a beatitude. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is what? At hand. Revelation chapter 14, the verse number 13. Let's be fast, 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 fast. He said that, and he heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write. So you see, Jesus is telling him, write. <laughs> he said, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, say yes, the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth. So you see, there are, this is the third beatitude. And keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. I'll be teaching on this thing. The beatitudes of the apocalypse. And then you will see certain things that you are supposed to do. Alright. Revelation 19.9 He said, and he said unto me, right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. That means it's not everybody that will be called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. It is not everybody that will be called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. Is it every Christian that will go to the marriage supper? No. We'll get there. We'll get there. Amen. Didn't you read it? <laughs> Didn't you read it? That there are certain things, there are some verses there are for the master's use. So it means that some verses are not for the master's use. So if the master is having his wedding, certain vessels might not be present. And this will help you to understand the raptures. What did I say? The raptures. I didn't say the rapture. I said the raptures. Ah, Pastor, why is it plural? Yes, I will explain. And you see. <laughs> Amazing. The church, the body of Christ, lacks a lot of knowledge. But the Bible says it is by knowledge shall the righteous be what? Delivered. So a lot of people are in bondage because there are no good teachers of the word. 
everybody wants to hear prophecy. You have prophecy, but yet your life has not been profited. Why? You don't have understanding how to manage, how to work on your life to really let the manifestation of the prophecy come to pass. Because there's no word in you. There's no word in you. Hallelujah. Every prophetic word has a prophetic key. But you have to discover it. Praise him. 26. Let's quickly run through this. He said, blessed are the holy. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such, the second death had no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And then, Revelation 22, 7. 22, 7. 22, 22, 7. He said, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And then 22, 14 says what? Let's go to verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandment, that they may have right to the tree of life. And if you have right to the tree of life, what happens? And may enter into, in through the gates into the city. So it's not everybody that shall enter into the gate. <laughs> there is a lot of things we have to learn. When we get to heaven, there are people. Listen, I'm telling you. The Bible talks about the nation of teeth. There's a nation of teeth in heaven. It's a nation of teeth in response to regret. When you know that you are just an inch from winning the best reward, the golden reward. And just an attitude of, oh, hello, how are you? That alone made you miss it. And Jesus will tell you, that day I stood by you and I was about to pour the golden oil upon your head. But when the sister sat beside you and she stepped on you, you got angry with him and you never spoke to her until you closed from church. And Jesus will say, I was hurt. And that's what made you lost. And you will cry. What's that food? What I Nation of teeth. Nation of teeth. When he reminds you that you came face to face, he will tell you that afternoon that you were going to buy watcher in town. Do you remember? Do you remember the taxi you took? I intentionally brought that lady inside. I knew you were there. And I knew you would have said the word. I knew you would have invited him to the program. I knew you would have done that. And you didn't do it. He said, that day, I remember that my, your heart was telling you, tell, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. And you were shy. So you were shy of me in front of this little girl. Wow. There is a lot of us to do. Amen. But we shall cross it. Your amen is bad. Pa. Thank you, Lord. The verse number four. Let's roll, let's roll on. Revelation chapter one, the verse number four. He said, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, please, I want you to be very attentive and follow very well. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. 
Now we are going deeper. <laughs> Let's start from the verse number three. And then get to four. Verse number three. Blessed is he that he readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. Verse number four. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Why didn't he say I mean chronologically you see this arrangement very wrong. Him which is no it should be him which was which is and which is to come. Is that not it? But he said him which is why did he say that? He said that so that men can comprehend the mystery. To let you know that the God you know him today, he knows yesterday. He's in charge of it already. And he also handles tomorrow. He's an eternal father. You need today to take decisions. But he knows yesterday already. He he knows your history you don't know. He knows when your mother was meeting your father and when your, your, your spe- the sperm was fertilizing the egg. Where you were not. He knows all about you. He said, before I found you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Me knew more. And son of God, he flew Papa Mukra, piano. Was he knew anymore? He knew you. So we are talking about the one who is. He said, whoever comes to me, did you read the book of Hebrews? He said, whoever comes to the Lord must believe that first of all his word, he is. He is what? He is first of all alive. Because he must be alive before he is a healer. He must be alive before he is a provider. He must be alive before he is a savior. So the Bible says that whoever comes to him must believe that he is and he didn't add anything. And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So know him presently. And if you know him presently, you will know that he is in charge of the past and he's in charge of what? The future. So he said that to John the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Nothing escaped his eyes. Nothing escaped his eyes. You may forget, but he doesn't forget. You may forget, but he doesn't forget. <laughs> now, seven is the number of perfection of, or completion. Divine perfection. So, the seven churches stood, listen to me very careful. The seven churches, the Bible is talking about, stood and stands and will stand to perfectly represent the church as a group or individual, capturing the past events as a sign to tell the present and the future state of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. I take it again. The scripture says that to the seven churches which are in Asia, why did Jesus choose seven churches in Asia? Why? Why seven? Seven was perfect enough to capture everything about the church worldwide. It was divinely perfect enough to the extent that when we put the whole church, the seven churches together, we bring them together, the characteristics of the seven churches perfectly describes the individual life
life of every single Christian or even a group of church, even this particular church, as we are going to go through the, our next teaching, I think we'll be stepping into the seven churches. You begin to see where your church belongs. Whether you are in the Philadelphia church or you are in the church of Ephesus or you are in the church of Titania or you are in the church of Simna, church of Sardis. And wherever you are, he gave a solution and told you that blessed are they that have ears to hear. He said, if you shall overcome, you shall receive. They will tell you. That means that it is overcomable. It is overcomable. Hallelujah. So Jesus chose seven. Representing everybody. So when he begins to talk about the church of Ephesus, I know thy works. I know that you are you were on fire, blah, 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 blah. Then he said that, but I have something against thee. He said, what is that? He said, you are forsaking your first love. Then immediately, you realize, oh, you realize that it is you. You see yourself that you are the one being described. We are talking about the church of Ephesus, but we are describing you. Why? Because he picked seven, seven churches. Perfect. To describe the perfect situation of the present church, of the past church, and of the future church. That is why when he picked seven and he was about to address the seven churches, of Asia Minor, he first introduced himself as the one who is. So he's talking up to a present church but letting them know that he knows their past and he also knows their future and started telling them what they have done and told them that the chance they have for the future that if they shall repent, if they shall overcome, they shall have the tree of life. If they shall overcome, they shall receive the crown of glory. If they shall and then he started telling them the things they must overcome. Is he not merciful? Is he not merciful? Why would you read a book of Revelation and feel afraid? You would rather see his mercy. You see his grace. You see his patience. You see his loving kindness. Hmm. Amazing. He said, from him which is and which was and which is to come. Jesus is making us come to the place of understanding that nothing misses his eyes. He is in the present full of details of the past and has perfectly determined and is already in the future. Jesus doesn't learn to know. Take it from me. Jesus doesn't what? Learn to know. That is one thing God cannot do because he is all all knowing. One of the things God cannot do there's nothing God cannot do. There is something God cannot do. (laughs) There is something God cannot do. Do you know? God cannot learn. God cannot learn. He knows already. Will you, can you surprise God? Like you want to surprise God? What's it before? Ah, before. <laughs> God, what are you doing? I'm going to write exams. Ah, so that's why you're learning like that. God cannot learn. God cannot learn. I said God cannot. Why? Because he's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows already. He knows eternal times. He know you within time. You don't even know three days to come. If if we knew as a nation, like we won't come to a place where we are saying that she can't pay the day. <laughs> from him, which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Why did he introduce himself like that? And now call the seven spirits which are before his throne. What is the seven spirits talking about? What does it mean by the seven spirit? There are 
There are three schools of thoughts concerning this. Number one, it is believed that he, he was talking about the fullness of the spirit. The fullness of the spirit. Because the number seven means what? Divine completion or divine fullness. The fullness of the spirit. Hallelujah. And then, when you read the Bible, if you remember, the Bible said that, John said that, the, the father said to him that, upon whom you shall see the spirit comes without measure. So, we are talking about the one who, he said he walks among the seven con, uh, candlesticks. Jesus is the one that carries, when you read the book of Isaiah chapter 11, the verse number 1 and 2, bring it quickly, quickly, let's run through that quickly. It talks about the seven virtues of the Holy Spirit. He said, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his root. Then the verse 2 said that, and the Spirit of the Lord, number 1, shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, number two. And of understanding, number three. The spirit of counsel, number four. And might, number five. The spirit of knowledge, number six. And the spirit of the fear of God, number seven. So these are the seven spirits of God. And it is actually the seven ways the Holy Spirit manifests himself. Seven virtues of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that there are different spirits. Eh? God has only one spirit. But this spirit can break himself into spirits. The Holy Spirit can break himself into spirits. And he can break himself into spirits. You will know him as a spirit of wisdom here and see him as a spirit of knowledge here. But yet you can't find where the division is. Perfectly yoked together. That you can't, ah, at what point does he, did he change to become the deal? You can't find it. When you, the more you try to see him differently, no, 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 you can't find it. You can't, you can't divide him. We call him omnipresent. Do you understand omnipresent? That means that he is present at every place at the same time. Though he may be doing different things. So whilst he may be with Freda, he may be with me at the same time. At that time, he may be consoling Freda, but maybe he may be giving me cash. I know Freda, Freda was waiting for the cash, but please, I'm sorry, the cash is with me. <laughs> That's why he's consoling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he's called omnipresent. Satan is not omnipresent, though he's a spirit. Satan is not omnipresent, though he's a spirit. Now, who should you fear? The spirit that is omnipresent and has spirits that serve him. As against the spirit which is not omnipresent and has other spirits with him. Who should you fear? By the time Satan will arrive there, he is already there. So, Satan works through what? Agents, systems, networks. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit, he's God's network. He's God's network. Ever present. Ever present. Ever present. He may not do certain things because he, he, he has to leave it for, it's an angelic work. He has to leave it for angels. Yeah. He's called the Lord of the harvest. Though they are reapers, but he's the, the Lord of it. So who should you fear? Who should you revere? And Jesus said that the, this seven spirits of God are before, are before the throne. Why? Because he was trying to tell the people, the church, that he's introducing himself. You can see. He said that what? John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is 
and which was and which is to come. Jesus is introducing himself. John, tell them that I am the one who is present. I am the one who is in the past. I am the one who is in the future. And he's trying, why is he introducing himself like that? He's about to tell them something that it is likely humanly they will challenge. But he wants to let them know that he knows their past, their present, and their future. There is nothing hidden. And he even added that before him is the spirit, the seven spirits of God. What are the seven spirits of God do? The Bible says that the seven spirits of God that have been sent throughout the whole earth. So the seven, even if I don't know, the seven spirits of God knows it. They are throughout the whole earth. They are throughout the whole earth. They are everywhere. So I'm about to tell. So before Jesus started talking about the seven churches, he introduced himself. He said, I am present. So if it's about your present issue, I know your heart currently. And I know how you develop that heart. And I can tell you where it's taking you. I am present. You want to challenge me? The seven spirits is before me. They go out throughout the earth. So even if you don't think of me of, as omnipresent, when you were in that room, the spirit of the fear of God was there with you. Some believe that it's seven angels of God, but I don't believe that. I don't believe, I have my reason why I don't believe that. They believe that this one represents seven I told you that there are three schools of thought. The first of all is what? The fullness of the spirit. The, seven, the second one is what? Seven virtues of the Holy Spirit. And the third one is what? Seven angels. But I don't want to side with the seven angels. I want to remain on the seven spirits of God. I believe it is the Holy Spirit in his fullness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know that the Holy Spirit, wherever Jesus is, the Holy Spirit wants to be there? Amen. Actually, Jesus is the word. Okay? And wherever the word goes, <laughs> the spirit, you see, the spirit is what gives audibility to the word. Amen. When the spirit, which is called Numa, comes in contact with the word, they create the voice of God. As I'm speaking, I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. But you see, when I open my mouth, can you imagine opening my mouth and no breath is coming out? The word spirit means no man, which means air. So if I have air to carry the words that I want to see, and it comes up our sound that made it audible it created a voice so the voice of god is actually the spirit in contact with the word so what did the bible say it said and god said let there be light and immediately said what well, the spirit was brooding upon the surface of the deep and what happened manifestations started happening manifestations started happening so I believe this is the Holy Spirit in his full measure. Because maybe I heard you know, we have come to the climax, okay, of the events, every event on this earth. And everyone, the Holy Ghost is running up. Jesus is running up. The, the Father is running up. Everybody's running up. So the Holy Spirit must do whatever he has to do quickly. We are moving. The day the Holy Ghost will check out of the earth, it's finished. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will never check out until the last believer has left. 
That's amazing. That's how important you are. That's how important you are. The Holy Ghost is God's wedding ring. It's God's wedding ring he presented to you. God didn't go to the shop to buy a wedding ring. When you went to buy somebody's design ring and placed upon the hands of your husband or your wife. But God, he took his spirit and placed it on you. What is the meaning? He has taken himself. The Holy Spirit is God himself. The Holy Spirit is God himself. He has taken himself, turned himself into a ring. The Bible says he has sealed you with a seal. And that's the Holy Ghost. So you take your ring. And God to when you take your ring, God will take it, the Holy Spirit. I want to wed you. And God said, I want me to have wed you. And by the time you look at the ring, it is the Holy Spirit upon you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you read Revelation 5 says, 5 says, he says something. He said, The seven spirits which are before his throne, wanting us to know that he is very, he's everywhere, scrutinizing every place and everything. And he said, And from Jesus Christ, no, 5 6, 5 6, 5 6, 5 6. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamp as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. And he said, send forth into all the what? So the seven spirits of God, they, they, they go all the earth. There is nowhere in the earth that the Holy Spirit is not. There's nowhere. Everywhere. Hallelujah. All right. So the verse number seven Verse 6. And had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The verse number 7 says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Ah, I like Paul Weber's song that says, even so. Even so. Amen. Behold, he cometh with what? Clouds. What is the Bible trying to say? What is Jesus trying to say? What is John trying to communicate? He saw his coming. There are three comings. There are three comings of the Lord that you must know. There are three, I see how many comments. There are three types of his coming. We have the coming which he came to. He came to, or he came into. And we have the coming which he came for. Or he will come for. And we have the coming which he will come with. Now, the first coming, Jesus' coming are in three categories. The first coming is when he came as a baby. His, his incarnation. When he came as a baby. He came. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. He came to us. But there is another coming. Where he will come for us. We call it the rapture. He will come for us. And there is that third coming. Where he will come with us. And that is what John saw. The Bible says that. In the book of Acts chapter 1. He said, whilst the disciples stood out watching him go and was received into the clouds, 
an angel came and told him them that he may what you stand here watching the same Jesus you saw him go he, was, the, the, he has come the same way what does what does that mean which what does the Bible mean by saying that a cloud received him what does the Bible mean by that the first coming has, has happened already he has come to us he came as baby Jesus was raised up died and resurrected again but there is another coming that is coming beloved that coming is coming for us that coming it is our ears with which we shall hear his sound that coming the bible says that his feet will not touch the earth he will hang up the bible says we shall be caught up he said the dead in christ shall rise first that coming grave will open up and the dead in christ shall rise up we'll go to the cemetery and we see that a lot of graves are empty that coming hey we shall be caught up there shall be a spiritual magnetic attraction that shall pick us up the bible talks about the fact that all these things shall happen in the twinkle of an eye it shall happen in the twinkle of what an eye which is more faster than the blink of an eye the blink of an eye is pa 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 but we are talking about the twinkle of an eye the twinkle of an eye is like one ta- one divided by one thousand the blink of the eye so it is more micro than the micro it to be sudden that is why I said it shall happen quickly. That is the second coming. And beloved, you and I, that is what we are waiting for right now. That is what we are waiting for. You must be iron enough to be attracted by the magnet. He may not attract a steel. He may not attract aluminum. He may, he may only attract iron. No, you can't bring a magnet close to uh, 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 aluminum and it will, it, will, it will attract it. Though it looks metal. It is not every metal that is needed in heaven. <laughs> so it is not every Christian that will go up. No. You must be iron enough. There must be the substance of Jesus Christ in you. The substance of Christ must be in you so much that when he beheld, he beholds you, you shall be caught up. The Bible says we shall be like him. He said when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. The Bible says two, two people will be sleeping on the bed. One will be taken, one will be left. Hey, who is that? Who is that? Who is left here? Who is that? Who is gone? He said two people will be plowing the farm. Two women will be going, will be at the corn mill, and one will be left. Will, who is that? Say it is me. I'll go. Hey, beloved, don't allow yourself to remain. Don't allow yourself to remain. There is nothing good here. The way you prepare when you receive a visa to travel, prepare better because the visa has been delivered already a long time. People go to the stand of borrowing to buy plane tickets to make it across the sea to go and wallop and get frustrated in a strange land. But here we are. We have been given a visa to travel out of this world, out of this suffering ground, out of this darkness. We have been given a visa and we are supposed to labor to have the ticket into eternal joy. Hmm. 
First Thessalonians 4, the verse number 15. First Thessalonians 4. He said, For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord <laughs> shall not prevent them which are asleep. Which are asleep means that those who are dead. Those who are dead. He said, We will not prevent them. But this is what he says in the verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of what? An archangel. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise what? So your pastor that died many years ago, he will rise. That brother that we lost, brother Mike will rise first. He will come out of his grave. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I just remembered I've lost a member. Wow. It's amazing. The dead in Christ shall rise first. They will rise first. The next verse, what I say? He said, Then we which are alive <laughs> and remain shall be caught up together with them. A, 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 a friend is saying, Grave, a friend you can't say. We shall be caught up. We too, we shall be caught up. We shall be caught up. <laughs> we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So the Lord will not touch the earth. The second coming, the lost feet will not touch the earth. But the third coming, kaya, 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 his feet will touch the earth. He will come and wage war. He will come and reclaim the earth. He will come and judge the devil. He will come and defeat him and carry him and put him into the lake of fire. He will come. And the Bible says when when he's coming, he will come in the clouds. He will come in the clouds. What does that mean? Hebrews chapter 12. The verse number 1. Look at what he said. What does that mean that he will come? That is the third coming. What does it for every height? 12, 12, 12, 1, 12, 1, 12, 1, quickly. He said, Wherefore, see, we are also compassed about with so great a what? Don't forget, I told you that the book is already written in quotes. And every quote has interpretation in the word. In the word. So when the Bible is talking about clouds, Jesus coming in cloud. What does that mean? The Bible says that he was received up in, into the clouds. What does that mean? That means that when he was ascending, the patriarchs, when we talk about the clouds, we are talking about the fathers of faith that has gone to be with the Lord. We are talking about Abraham, we are talking about Moses, we are talking about, I mean, Enoch. We are talking about, these are the clouds of glory. These are the saints that have gone to be with the Lord. So the Bible said that, since we are surrounded by the cloud of what? Witnesses. Let us lay aside. So we are surrounded by it. It's not Munukum that we are seeing. Now, I will show you why that it looks cloudy. The Bible says that they shall be seen. Holy Spirit, help me with the scripture. I think it is in Revelation chapter 19. Thank you, Lord. Help me, 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 help me. Rakukuya katalabradwa shataya. Let's check um, because of my time. But you see, 
when you read the, the book of Re- Revelation chapter 19, the Bible says something. It says that these are men who have not soiled their garment. He said their garments are pure and clean like the clouds. So it means that when you look at them, the way they are dressed and they are coming from afar, you would think it's a cloud. But their garment alone, they are so pure. Holiness, holiness. Righteousness, why are you clean? And then the Lord will be coming with them. And these are the saints. So those of us who shall be raptured, when he's coming back, this time for war and to judge, he said, we shall come with him. We'll come. Let me be crabby punko. Let me delay you. Now so crowd here. No DNA. He's the captain of the lost army. No DNA. And we'll be descending this time. We are coming down to the earth. By that time, we are coming to deal with the devil. We are coming to deal with the demons. We are coming to finish them. There are three comings. The first has taken place. Beloved, the next is on the way. Don't miss it. Hey, it shall be glorious. I tell you, it shall be glorious. It shall be glorious. Don't miss it. I said, don't do what? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. He said, I, John, who also am your brother, and companion in tribulation. And realize that that word tribulation is in small letter. It's not talking about tribulation as in the day of tribulation. There's a tribulation in capital letters in the Bible. That shall come. The day that the Holy Ghost shall be taken from the earth. There shall be a terrible tribulation. Terrible tribulation. David asked a question. And these are things we are going to look at. Because there's a school of thought that says that uh, Christians shall suffer the tribulation, blah, 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 blah. David asked a question. He said, will you allow the righteous to suffer with the, the wicked? Amen. So we'll look into that. But John was telling us that though he was receiving a vision, he was receiving the vision in tribulation. He was in pain. He had been beaten. He had been wounded. He had been cast out. He had been insulted. He had been, he had been disgraced. He had been embarrassed. But as he was there, he was still receiving what? Visions of the Lord. He was receiving visions of the Lord. And what happened? The Bible says in the verse number 10, he said that what? I was in the spirit in the lost day. What is the lost day? Is it the Sabbath day? No. The lost day is Sunday. The lost day is Sunday. He said, I was in the spirit in the lost day. And I did what? He said, I was in the spirit on the lost day. And heard behind me a great voice as of what? A trumpet. You can never be carnal and receive revelation. It doesn't work like that. There is a dimension where the windows of heaven gives you access to peep into the things in eternal times. There's a dimension and you have to come up there. He said, I was in the spirit in the lost day. Now, even with John, when you follow carefully, you realize that at this dispensation and at this level, John was only hearing sounds in his ears. Until he got interested in the deep callings of the spirit. And then the Bible says he began to see. He said when he lifted his eyes, he saw the lamp. <laughs> so his ears. So the Bible says, blessed that they who have not yet seen. But God would always want to deal with your faith first before he perfects your sight in the spirit. 
your sight in the spirit can never be perfected until your ability to appreciate his his his, his voice has been what appreciated that's why god will never want you to be more interested in gimmicks in the church if you don't if you don't love the word of god you will never see the work of god the bible says that as for the children of israel he said they they knew the works of god but moses he knew the ways of the lord Three days, three days, fast baby. Miracles. Father, give me husband. No will receive you. Today meet to a missus. Do you know what is a missus? You have just gotten into missus into misery. And they'll be doing like that. You will realize that singleness would have been a blessing more than the marriage. In no time. In no time. You go and knock your mother's door. I want to come back home. Come back where? Go back. You thought it was a miracle. You didn't know it was an assignment. Hallelujah. Let our heart yearn for things that are above. Let us set our heart on things above. Beloved, there are beautiful things, mighty, glorious things that await us. Our spirit is hungry. The things we feed on earth here, they are not the things our heart desire. They are not the things our spirit yearn for. Our spirit is from above. And what is from above can only feed on things which are from above. The Bible says that, and when Mary met Elizabeth, the baby in his womb lived because it contacted the heavenly substance. He saw that that which was in Mary's womb was heavenly. As as, as, as same way that which was in Elizabeth's womb was also heavenly. There was a divine visitation let that hunger that would draw you to go after the Lord be released upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't just be counted among the members or the numbers. For one day it shall be said, I casted devils in your name. I went to church. I paid my tithe. I gave my praise offerings. I gave sacrifice. I was part of the temple that was built. But the Bible said the Lord Jesus shall look at you and tell you, go away. I know you not. You who did that which was not right. Beloved, take a decision for Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself according to Daniel chapter 1 verse number 8 not to defile himself with the pleasantries with the glamour grace of the palace hey he stayed chased and focused he stayed chased and focused he stayed chased and focused Daniel invite more of God more than the things of this earth the pleasures of this earth the pleasures of this earth the deception of riches there is a coming that we are waiting. We may not be waiting for the third coming, but we are waiting for the second coming. Maybe waiting for the second coming. Beloved, no, look at how it has rained. You came through the rain and you are here today. You were wet. You have been many things have happened, but you are here today. Hey, Jesus said something. He said, If your right hand will cause you, hey, cut it off. It is time for you to do an operation on yourself. Save yourself. Tell Jesus. Hey, some of you must. Go and lay yourself on the laboratory, uh, whatever, structure of the Lord and tell him, Lord, operate on me. I came for operation. I don't even know my heart. I don't know what is there. You are the one who is and who was and who is to come. You know what is in the past that has become a seed in me that is germinating into a tree and to bear certain fruit that will destroy my future. Help me. 
lift your voice and pray that prayer tell him help me lord help me 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 lord help me lord are you praying <laughs> try and be desperate for heaven a little not about demons no be desperate for heaven be desperate for heaven I just want to be where you are Dwelling daily in your presence I don't want to worship from afar I just want to be with you I just want to be where you are In your dwelling place Take me to the place where you are. I just want to be. Lift up your hands. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting on your table. Come on, little boy. Surrounded by your glory. Your presence, that's where I always want to be. I just want to be, I just want to be with you. I want to be where you are, dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table, feasting on your table, surrounded by your glory, surrounded by your glory, Lord, in your presence. In your That's where I always long to be. That's where I always long to be. I just want to be. I just want to. podcast you can subscribe you can share with your friends take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at kmc worldwide for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening god bless you